Be careful what you ask for. If you if you really do want like this seven figure business, just be prepared for it. Like set your systems up now. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Get prepared now as if it's gonna come next year or whatnot. Because when it comes, you want to be able to make sure that you can handle it and you can you know you can you can really just you know benefit from going viral. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you've seen people go viral mm-hmm. and not be able to like really benefit, benefit from it. For sure, you know? for sure. How is the growth or the business affected your marriage? David Chance presents to you the morning meetup. Do you have an idea you need to get off the ground? Are you a small business owner looking to earn supplemental income or replace your current income? Come and join the most amazing mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs live with David Shands himself. That's right. This is not pre-recorded and it's not a replay. This is live every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. In addition to the live calls, you also receive a weekly individual Q&A call, a private Facebook community, access to all call replays and access to David's list of resources and contacts you need to be in an environment of success so head over to themorningmeetup.com today for your one dollar seven day trial that's right just one dollar for seven days of access to the morning meetup take massive action towards manifesting your dreams today themorningmeetup.com and three two one you're listening to the Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shands. Let's get it. All right. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. We try to find the most amazing people um, that have actually built something and can like teach other people how to do it uh, because they they remember the journey. You know, sometimes people are like, so successful that they don't remember back in the day, 30 years ago when they built it, right? Mm. But like we try to find people that are like actually in the game right now that have social proof and not just these gurus or speakers or teachers that are teaching off a theory. So I'm so excited to have uh, you all here today um, because you guys, I mean, through COVID, it's been a life-changing scenario, like situation for you, right? So let's let's, let's start with maybe introducing yourself and uh, we're gonna jump into it. Cool. Well, everyone, I am Quentin Lewis. And I'm Taryn Lewis. And we are the founders of Urban Eden. And Urban Eden is a natural products company that specializes in... Urban Eden, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. Urban Eden. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Urban Eden. Like Um, Herb. Herb Eden. Yeah, like Herb. (laughs) And we specialize in bar soaps. And actually, you're the founder, so I'm going to let you kind of like talk about your company that you founded that I joined like kind of (laughs) like half a year later. Okay, so yeah, that was pretty much... um, I got started with making soap, um, with making bar soaps, and um, I was pretty much looking for a skill to do, got into it, came across soap making, and um, it's just been going off since then, just since I've started making bar soaps um, through the business, we've branched off into making like body butters, body oils, natural deodorants, facial care products. Um, and of course, we're going to we plan on making many more just natural body care products. We kind of want to take over the bathroom mm. in a sense and mm. just be a household name. Amazing. Amazing. So while you were building the car, well, what were you doing before that, before you started building or had this idea to make soap? Um, so prior to that, we were college students. Like that's how me and Quentin met. We met in college. Um, we were just spending a couple of years um, interning at a farm. 
an urban farm um, and I pretty much learned about plants and just learned so many different uh, methods of farming. But uh, I was introduced to my first herb, which was mullein, um, mullein herb. If you guys haven't heard of it during COVID is a really good time to learn about it because it actually helps with the respiratory system. Mm. Um, it actually opens up the bronchial uh, tubes and allows better respiratory flow. Mm. Um, and so when I found out about that, I was just like, what like a plant <laughs> helping with your health was just something different to me and then of course learning about eating better with plants and with food um, and then I was like man I want to be a part of a community we were selling at farmers markets I was like I want to sell at farmers markets it just kind of like resonated with me that whole lifestyle and um, just doing something that actually mattered and had a purpose and a mission um, actually mattered and so that was like an eye-opening awakening for me and then I wanted to learn a skill like I said I learned soap making and just the fact that you could even put herbs and essential oils um, into soap daily uh, just like the other day I'm sorry the Go off, but the no, other day I was work. talking to somebody and um, she tried our neem and chlorella soap and she was like, "Yeah, I neem and chlorella." chlorella. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so chlorella is like plant. What what makes plants green is plant matter essentially. The rock chlorophyll. Chlorophyll. Gotcha. Okay. And so she was telling me that she wants to put chlorophyll in her water occasionally, but of course, like chlorophyll doesn't it doesn't like taste the best in your water. Um, and then it could just be hard for us to remember to take herbs daily. And she yeah. was like, "I mean, the fact that it was in my soap." And like, I'm going to take a shower every day. And I was like, that was the reason why I even came out with Urban And I'm like, you can use the herbs every day on your skin Mm. and you don't have to think about it. You take a shower daily, but you don't even have to think about it. You just take a bath or take a shower and you're getting the nutrients from the soap. So So where were you while she was playing in soaps? So she talked about the urban farming. Uh, She she talked about the urban farming. Um, So I had another business. I had a landscaping, landscape design and gardening business. So I was really, once we were learning about, um, you know, the urban farming and the skills that we learned there, I went and started that business, putting vegetable gardens in people's backyards, um, just kind of get into landscaping, landscape design. You put vegetable gardens in people's backyard? I thought it was dope at first, <laughs> but again, my first year in business was terrible. Mm. Nobody knew about it. Um, it was just this idea, this theory. I was really involved with my religious community, so it was just kind of within there, like, yo, I want to put vegetable gardens in people's backyards. And everybody was like, oh, that's so dope. <laughs> it wasn't until, it wasn't until like, like the middle of that, the second year that I was like, you know, I really need people to know about this. So I started getting into internet marketing mm-hmm. and started learning about like how to leverage the internet. The same exact time as she's learning how to make soap. So she's cultivating the skill of soap making. I'm learning the skill of internet marketing while I still have that business. Mm-hmm. So then I'm applying those internet marketing principles that I learned to that first business, which was the landscaping business. So that's what I was doing. I was focusing on that. I was doing that full time. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of holding it down and I was kind of allowing her the opportunity to really cultivate a skill that she fell in love with. You know, I, I had my opportunity and I didn't say I didn't talk about that, but you gave me the opportunity to really try to get into that business. I did. Oh you God. did. You're so cute. <laughs> you did. You did. You did. You know, and we also moved back with our parents too, so that mm. really helped us to really decrease our expenses and to really just focus on what skills do you want? What do you? Mm. What are you really trying to do? Because we dropped out of college, so you mm. know when you drop out of college, you know your parents looking at you like. What are you going to do? You know, a lot of pressure on you. And yeah. then we moved back with my parents and I'm newly married. Yeah. I'm like, yo, 
Our, what mindset are we was, do? our mindset was so different th- then, though. It was just like, like I said, I wanted to be a part of a community. I was thinking mm. commune, living. Land. Like, we're going to be, he was yeah. into farming. We're like, we want to yeah. live. We're going to farm. Like, let's just create this, Jeez. let's work with a skill. Yeah. And our, our mindset is like, it's still that same initial yeah. value, but it's like a little bit more fine tuned yeah, now. Like we yeah. got to be like super. We, we were young hippies. <laughs> right. yeah, we were young hippies. We I had like long the, locks. The life of luxury. I had super long locks. <laughs> you saw you had your locks there. Yeah, then I ended up cutting them off years later. But wow, that was a funny time. So fast forward, how big is your soap business now? Because it's not just soap, right? Yeah. No, it's not. All those, um, all those ingredients, that, yeah. uh, all those other products. I was gotcha. Because I, I want to fast forward to, to lay the foundation of like yeah. what you guys are doing. Because you're absolutely killing it right now. So how yeah. big is your business right now? Like, like as far as like the employees and like the monetary wise. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, right now we have. I think right on stack. Cause sometimes I walk up in there, I'm like, "Who is this?" Like they hire somebody. I'm like, "Who is this?" I'm thinking the numbers around thirty. Yeah, we have like thirty. We have thirty employees, and our business this year will do. Like two point six to three million dollars this year in, in revenue. Soap, yeah, and soap, and just stuff in your bathroom. So, yeah, soap and stuff in your bathroom. Stuff in the bathroom. Wow. But again, this year was different. It, all mm-hmm. of that growth really happened this year, mm-hmm. right? And this is the fifth year, so I know you're gonna get into all yeah, of that. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah. So, first year, you're making soap, mm-hmm. and you're doing your businesses. Internet mm-hmm. marketing. You just, and business. Just, like trying try to figure it out as an entrepreneur, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, this is, that was like kind of like my last year in my landscaping. Mm-hmm. And towards the end of that, I was like, yo, I kind of want to do something else because it was taking a toll on my body. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I want to get into marketing because remember I was studying internet marketing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I want to go out and do internet marketing for other people. Yeah. So I was doing free work for a lot of businesses and I was frustrated because I'm like, why nobody want to pay me? He was so frustrated. <laughs> I was yeah. so frustrated. He wanted I'm a like, client so bad. I'm like, Times that's a question hard. that we all have. Right. Why ain't nobody paying me? Why like, nobody want to pay me? But of course, I hadn't proved anything right. yet. You know what I'm saying? So she was like, yo, like, I see you out here doing all this free work for people. Why don't you do it for Urban Eater? Mm. And I'm like, duh. Like, yeah. But that was just that lack of patience right there. Yeah. That was that I need to make money now. I need to pay bills now. You know what I'm saying? Like, Go chase this money instead of you have a business right here that's young, e-commerce. You can ship the products out. Like focus on that. Like and really, you know, prove yourself with this business. You and know? prior to that, you were already like because I was pretty much doing a lot of stuff within the business before he even came on. Like I had to do a lot of the content creation. You was doing everything. I really was. Yeah, that were. that seems like it was well in the past. Yeah, <laughs> doing everything that was the first for real. Year. Me doing everything. But he was already giving me those tips like, okay, come out with this content and going hard on me. Like, boom, you need to go do this. And you know when you're an entrepreneur and you just find yourself doing so many things, it's like, well, why don't you do it? Since you are better at doing it, why don't you just give it a go? True. Did you think when you first started like making it, did it start out hobby-wise or you you thought it was going to be huge? Mm -mm. No, when I first started making it, it literally, it legitimately, like I said, I was thinking commune. I'm thinking I want to live on a commune and I just want to know how to make it. commune is like everybody gets this one plot of land and we just live here? Yeah, like a you live. See, I think the reason why I had thought that was because we went to an herbal conference and it was a commune down in um, Tennessee. And like when we went there, they they had like their own ice cream that they made. I think they might have did hammocks. They had like a birth center there. Like they had different businesses. Oh, wow. Yeah, everybody has their their essential skill to bring in to money bring in to, to the, the community. community. Yeah. And so that was what we were wow. always kind of yeah. thinking was like that we wanted to be a part of a community. We wanted to live on a commune. And my thought process was like, I just want to have a valuable skill because we were learning farming and farming is a is a very, very yeah. valuable That's skill. That's the essential of mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we yeah. learned that, I'm like, and, and we both knew how to do that. I just 
for some reason, that thought just came to me like I need to learn how to do something else. And I was already dabbling in like jewelry making because I like to wear jewelry. Mm -hmm. I was trying to like learn how to knit and crochet, um, just kind of anything. So I was dabbling in a couple of different things. I had started, I was selling jewelry prior mm -hmm. to that. But when I started the soap business, I was like, I didn't want to do too much at one time. I don't want to focus on a jewelry business and a soap business. Mm -hmm. It's like the soap is what we're going to focus Pick on. One, yeah. yeah, pretty much. Wow. So, so back to this commune thing, because this seems really interesting. <laughs> but, and now this is like kind of bringing some things back yeah. to, um, um, it, it's giving me like the whole Black Wall Street thing, right? Because yeah. my question is, so um, E.W. Gurley, he goes to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Well, I don't know if it's called Tulsa, but he buys this plot of land. Uh. And he's like, I'm not going to sell any of the land to anybody that's not black. Mm. My, my, my thought is, what, what business do we build first? And I guess mm. he's, that's, that's commune. That's the yeah, commune, that's right? Yeah, so like, what is, what do you know about that space? Like, how do you create something like that? Yeah, I mean, I'm not even going to lie. Like, I don't think that, I think that we knew more about the theory of it. We had never lived through that. I right. mean, and just to be just to be transparent, we were we were Hebrew Israelites. Mm -hmm. So like the thing about the Hebrew Israelite religion is like it's very like self sufficient, like very almost like the Muslims, mm -hmm. like the nation of Islam. It's very similar, like you know, do for self, Sustain, all of that type of you know, get away from society, mm -hmm. almost Amish kind of like you know. Mm -hmm. So that's what we talked about that a lot, but we hadn't never actually did it mm -hmm. or seen anyone do it. Now to this present day, there have there have been uh, several communities of people, especially within the Hebrews like community, who have did that. Wow! So at the time, it was just kind of like a theory for us that we were like, I think we want to do this. And, mm. and to me, what it looked like, I think, was more so the people. So even when we talked about community, like you want to just have these people that. You want to have a builder. You want to have somebody that's good with money. You want to have those people that sell like general, that can have like a general store. Yeah. So you, you want to have the businessman. You want to have a merchant. So it's yeah. these important kind of things that you want to have. Mm -hmm. You want to have a bread maker, the yeah. soap maker, yeah. the candle maker, these yeah. types of wow. fun things. Bread, uh, I said bread, cheese. The basics. Yeah, you want to yeah. have the basics. So I think that it's people that really kind of make that community. So that was why it was so important to get a skill for me. Because I'm like, if you as that person housing and having all that skill and that talent yeah. and you go join a community com combine that with other people yeah. and then boom it just blows up the whole up. GDP yeah. goes up for that whole commune yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. like that's how I look at it you know what it's very rare that you find somebody who starts off a business with um, kind of like the sense of community like I just feel like this is going to help and that thing just grows and mm -hmm. becomes like Super duper financially successful, but right. you you genuinely was like, yo, I just need to have a skill. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you didn't have this big picture, right, of how it was going to work. So walk me through the beginning stages. How did you start? Okay, so um, the first thing that I ever did was I just um, we like to go to Barnes and Noble. I like to read books, um, and I found a craft book, a really big craft book. It said craft on it. That was all it said. It said craft. In the discount section. Too. Yeah, it was in the yeah. discount section. It was a big book that said craft. And I was like literally just going through this book. And I, uh, one thing that's important to note that I always tell people is that we did not have a TV at this time. So like literally reading and just finding yeah. other things to do other than watching TV was like 
and I was like, man, I need to find something else to learn how to do. So in the craft book, and I was, it was so many different things in there, woodworking, which I, I tried a little bit of that, um, knitting, crocheting, jewelry making, candle making, came across soap making, and I don't know what, I, even looking back at it now, I don't know, if it must have just really been in my path, because this book is big, it has a lot of activities in there, thing. and soap mm-hmm. making stuck out to me, and I was like, wow, I didn't see this on Instagram, I didn't see anybody else making soap or anything, I just saw soap making here and I was like this looks interesting and I ordered the material because they gave you all the what you needed Mm -hmm. so I ordered all the materials and the first one that I ever did was like a melt and pour soap which you actually like melt down a base and then you add herbs and essential oils to it so it was very like simple it really wasn't too much to it at all so walk me through so you melt down a base a a soap base that's already made so the soap is technically already made like how we make soap from scratch it's like the soap base was already made and Mm. you just all you're adding is essential oils and herbs to it so you're not to make soap you have to have um, a fatty acid and you have which is like vegetable oil or animal fat and you have to have an alkali base which is sodium hydroxide or potassium hydroxide if you're making liquid soap and so you know, you got to know the the mix for all of that. A lot of people think that, and a lot of people don't like to deal with sodium hydroxide, which is the lie. So some people will choose to just do melt and pour. And um, that was my first time ever making soap. I was able to w- wash with it. Um, Quentin, because he already had a business, he was like, he saw that people were interested when I posted about it. It was just like a innocent post on Facebook. Look, mm-hmm. I made soap. And people were like, oh, I'm interested in it. I want to try some of the soap. And then Quentin, he is already like business minded. I'm, I kid you not, I was not thinking entrepreneurship <laughs> I was not business because my yeah, parents like I didn't grow up around that to me really like to where I paid attention to entrepreneurship whatsoever yeah, the true and hippie. so <laughs> <laughs> true hippie way and you. so <laughs> when he was like he was like you need to start a business making soap when I tell you my first thought I was looking at him crazy I was like what because I was not really? thinking business. I wasn't thinking that. I was just thinking. You were preparing yourself like almost for the end of the world. Like, I just yo, I need to make soap. sure. Just <laughs> in case anything happens, I need to learn how to make soap. Yeah. I just want to be valuable. I was it. not yeah. thinking about a business. I just wanted to learn how to make soap. Mm. But when he mentioned a business, I was like, really? And I'm like, so what does that look like? And he's like, well, you scratch. need to make it from scratch. And I was like, what? Like, he's just putting me up. I'm like, huh? Make it from <laughs> yeah. scratch? And I was like, but I, I was so willing, even when he mentioned everything, I was willing because I was actually interested in the soap making. I was like, I like this. Like, this is a thing. Mm. And so many things set off in my brain. The fact that you can use the herbs and, oh, wait, you can make soap. Because like I said, we grew up on Dove. We grew up on Irish and uh, Irish Springs and whoever else. But we never saw processes of how they made the soap. Mm. All we saw was it was in the grocery store and we know mm. that we're supposed to take a bath with this. Yeah. So to put all of those things together and when he said make it from scratch I'm, I was actually interested in that because I was like wow that meant so much more to me than actually like melting down a yeah. base where we had became so um, diligent and kind of like circumspect in our food and the things that we were putting onto our bodies as well so I was kind of like well we don't know what's in this soap base per se so mm-hmm. I think that I should create it from scratch if I'm going to create a business doing mm-hmm. this I want to control every single product every yeah. single ingredient and so I ordered a soap kit um, from Brambleberry Com. Um, shout out to them because she does so much education and information on soap making and making other body care products. And I think um, when he said that, I was just like, I think I might have Googled like how to make soap or like soap mm-hmm. making kit or something like that. And in that soap making kit, it literally came with just enough to make it in this in this mailer that it came in. 
And that was my first time making soap in that. And that was pretty much, even when I first started the business, I literally used that little mailer to make all my little soaps. Wow. And I had like a little no oven rack. Yeah. I had a little oven rack. We were in a one bedroom apartment. I was just making a couple of soaps and we were part of our congregation. I didn't have no labels or anything. I was, I don't even know how I was coming out with, because I think Neiman Clarilla was one of my early, was it my early? No, yeah, it wasn't early. This is... And the year that she's speaking about is late, late 2014, mm, you 2015. know, 2015. Oh That's God. the years of all this right here when she's training to learn how to make soap and stuff. Right, right. And you're watching this. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching. I'm, and I'm actually, and I'm in my business. Yeah, he's yeah. doing his business. So I'm, I'm, like I said, she's in the kitchen doing all of this. I'm literally in the one, I'm in the one bedroom on the computer trying to find out, like, why is World Star Hip Hop so popular? Like, <laughs> I'm literally trying to figure out, like, why are, how are they getting all of these views? And I'm like, and then it hit me like, ah, video. Ah, they put out a lot of content. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's fresh stuff every day. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm in the other room doing. And you were making videos yeah. even then. I was dabbling Video, in video. Was and I'm watching you. Really? I'm yes. watching you, and I'm going to your workshop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, and I, I promise you, like, I was going to your workshops. Uh, wow. I told you about the workshop we went to, my yeah. brother, and uh, just kind of being inspired by your message of sleep is for sucker, because I'm. we were literally not sleeping. Right, like, right. Like, so. Wow, wow. Yep. So... I, so we start we start making these soaps. Who's the first customer? The wasn't it the people at the congregation? Yeah, I would assume it would yeah. be the people because it, it was them. That was really our setup because I don't remember selling anything I on social a, media. So the thing is that when she when she was already starting to make it, I came up with this um, this kind of project at the congregation. It was called uh, oh group, group economics. The group economics project. You did start that yeah. whole thing. So it was wow. like the project was basically everybody in the congregation produce products that we buy from the store. Mm-hmm. So that pretty much let's all begin to, and this is just what happened within our congregation. Yeah. Instead of going to Kroger, Walmart, let's buy them from each other. So we were talking toothpaste, mm. deodorant, you know, mm. sheets. We had somebody that did sheets and stuff like that. And was other so, people making deodorants and stuff? Yeah, somebody was making a deodorant. Somebody was oh, making yeah. lotion. How somebody, big was this congregation? Not big at all. It wasn't big. It but was not big it was at just all. a couple of people that kind of took. Families. And it was kind of like a marketplace that kind of got set up after yeah. congregation. Everybody would set up their little table and sell. But it, it, we had that great support because it was a small kind of intimate yeah. thing. Um, so most people would come through and support. So these wow. people were buying it. They were buying it. And then. I think, I think you probably started the social, you know, postal on social. It wasn't really getting online orders yet until like mid twenty fifteen. And we started off with like Square, so it yeah, was like... it was Square, and then we didn't get on Shopify till like October twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was very just coworkers and right. and just people you knew. So day one, where you you know sell at your at your church, is it a business for you in your head? This is a business. Now, I think right? so. I think so. When we and especially when we started talking about group and group economics, because mm-hmm. like I said, we were already thinking community, and I think that's now that you brought up group ec- economics, it brings it back. And so, um, yeah, we were just set up mm-hmm. and just sell it. Yeah, I think a, definitely a business would. Because I, to be honest with you, even though I was in my business that mm-hmm. I was in, I had a, I had a thought in my mind like, yo, Urban Eden is a business that's going to be the one that's going to. It didn't have us. a name, did it? When it started, I don't think so. No name, just yo. I think I was trying to call it Ascension Soaps because you know I was like I was super hippie and I was, was all super... metaphysical and I was like I'm trying to elevate <laughs> and transcend. So I was like these are going to be called Ascension Soaps, yeah. and I don't think anybody was feeling it. I don't even know why we. Yeah. That's a cool name point, though. I think though it was. Oh, it was it? Ascension Soaps, and then I changed it to Herbal Essence because I wanted it to be a play on. Um, no, it was Urban Essence. I was about to say because I was like. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's one it was already, Urban right. Essence because it was a play Urban on Herbal Essence. essence. So it was like, you know, I has, grew up seeing those commercials. Yeah. But then when I tried to get our um, domain, our website, 
it was uh, it was taken already. Mm-hmm. Urban essence, even the way the way urban H E R B apostrophe N, I still had that in the beginning, and I knew that I wanted that right. because I had uh, saw something that was an urban farm, and it was spelled that way, urban mm-hmm. farm, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. I just kept it in mind. And so I was like, okay, well, we got to change the name because Quentin was all into domains. He was like, yeah, you can't have the same like domain as somebody else. So we were like, well, we're going to keep urban and let's change the second half of it. So we were just coming up with different names and eventually just settled on Eden. It was like, Urban Eden, it's like, it's a flow. And then, so that was like a lot of the realness, writing things down in notebooks, writing down Mm. the name, writing down the Mm. products that we wanted to come out with, um, the type of varieties, just me doing a lot of research because once I started coming out with soap, a lot more people were asking questions about like, well, I have eczema, I have acne, I have psoriasis, um, I have dry skin. What's going to help with this? So then it wasn't, it didn't just become me learning how to make soap. I had to learn about the ingredients and I had to actually learn that, okay, well, people are putting these things on their skin. So like, Mm -hmm. how do I make sure that this soap, all the ingredients that I'm using are going to be beneficial to your skin and educating consumers Mm -hmm. about how this is going to differ from commercial soaps that we all grew up with. All we know is that the soap is supposed to wash your body. You got to become the expert. You got to become the expert. So that's what I spent a lot of my early years (laughs) doing too, is just mastering that craft of soap making and then also just educating myself on the basis of soap. Because one thing about soap is that a lot of people don't know that sodium hydroxide, what I was talking about earlier, is needed to make soap. So people will be like, you put sodium hydroxide in your soap, so I have to educate about that because you cannot make soap without it. No. But people might think that you can because even on some um, ingredient list, it might not be listed or something. Right. It just lists like the good stuff. Yeah. Right, right. But you need sodium hydroxide. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Just lie. All right. Yeah. So what? So first year, do you know your sales first year? Yeah, first year it was $15,000. 15000 And that's pretty much, that's pretty much, that was pretty much all you. That pretty much and you was just like, grinding, like, I mean, yeah. just hand-to-hand. That was, yeah, farmer's market. We got, we got into the farmer's market. That's when I was market? saying, yeah, we was in the farmer's market, yeah. first year of 2016. This was yeah. 2016. Oh, like, 2016. you got in there and yes. selling, or you, you had a store carrying it? No, 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 we were just in the farmer's market. Yeah. Like, the, the ones where you go set up with your tent right, 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 and the right. table. So, we were just doing that. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So, our physical sales in that first year outperformed our online sales. The mm-hmm. online wasn't doing anything. We didn't have, nobody knew about us, mm-hmm. you know. We was just, go to the farmer's market. Collect your data from the people that you're selling to, and you know just recommunicate with them. So gotcha. that was that whole first year, and that was like I said, that's fifteen thousand. And selling market. at uh, the and selling at uh, work and stuff like yeah. You were saying so that first year was just from the sales really kind of went from like from March to like you know the end of the year. That's uh, the farmers market was like March to October, November. Gotcha. So fifteen thousand first year. What yeah. about second year? Second year we ended up doing sixty eight thousand. What changed? So second year, um, like I said, I came on full time controlling all the marketing. You know, now we kind of defined our roles. Mm. Product, marketing, um, subscription box. We got into the subscription box. That's, that's 2016. What's that? So you got better no, no, than me. I'm that's like, that's 2017. Okay. That's 2017. Okay. 2017. <laughs> 20, so the subscription box was, Taryn got into talks with a subscription box company called We Are Onyx. They had a subscription box company of like, I think they had like 3,500 subscribers or something like that. So they ordered 4,000 bars of our activated charcoal. So explain what a subscription box is. So a subscription box company is just a company that has like a box of like these curated products from all these different vendors. Mm -hmm. And then they have subscribers and then Mm -hmm. they send it out monthly, like a different box with different things in it. So this, so for the May, for the, for the month of May, they wanted to put our product in there. So long story short. How did that happen though? 
They were so that's like, a, yeah. it's, it's somebody out there like, yo, I would love to get a subscription box, but they just reached out to you. Was it like yeah. luck of the draw? Did you have a connection? Yeah, so the lady, so you, you, she yeah. found she found out about us um, pretty much through Instagram. She, I think she had tried our soaps. We had twelve hundred followers previously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't have a lot of followers. No followers. She had tried our activated charcoal soap, and she was like, I really like this, and I want to put it into it. So the person who um, was over the sub- subscription box at the time actually tried it. And she was like, I really, mm. um, I really like this. And she reached out to me and was like, you know, she wanted to put this in her stuff. And I just looked at her Instagram. Like I said, we only had like a thousand followers, not mm. really anything. And I looked at her Instagram and I was like, whoa, she's been featured in like Essence and all these different things. And mm. she had a great following, great engagement. Yeah, yeah. Quentin really showed me like, especially like looking at people on Instagram, um, looking at influencers and stuff. Like people can have like a lot of followers, but you got to like look at their engagement and yeah. really see like what's going on with them. So they had like genuine engagement. I was like, wow, I'm going to take whatever y'all are offering right now. Yeah. <laughs> so the crazy thing about that deal was that at first, when Taryn first told me about it, she was like, um, hey, they want to buy 4,000 bars at retail price. Stop telling people that. And I was like, telling people I'm, that. I'm like, Taryn, <laughs> trust me, they're not buying 4,000 bars at retail and price. And I'm so dinky. I'm like, I think it was. And I'm like, trust me, no. I'm like, it's going to be at least like half, you know <laughs> right, what I'm saying? Because right. I understood like wholesaling yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But no, long story short, they end up doing a brand partnership with us and bought the bars for a dollar. Yes. And that was way below that even our way cost. Right, so but for, low. Whoa, whoa, yes. whoa. Yeah. And no it's money. way below your cost. Yes. Yes. So at the time, it probably was costing us at that time probably like two dollars and some change to to make a bar. Mm-hmm. It was like probably like two twenty, two thirty to make a bar, and we ended up agreeing to a deal for a dollar. Why did y'all do that? Well, the way that they put it was did you like, not know your numbers. We knew our numbers, and I and the thing is, I knew my numbers. I she didn't really know the numbers. I was the one doing a lot of the numbers. So like, the reason why I took it was because I saw the opportunity. I saw the opportunity of, all right, this product is going to be exposed to all of these people. So we're going to make sure. to negotiate, though? Not as much because it was our first deal. Yeah. I didn't even negotiate for shipping. So literally, they only no, paid, they literally paid us straight up $4,000. And they, they fronted us the two, $2,000 to start the project, to fund it. And yeah, like I was so rookie at that time. Like we were just so excited to just get this deal. And we took it. And, it. and the crazy thing about it is that she she came to us like, she needed it in like six weeks. Mm-hmm. We had we, to make it really quick. We had never produced 4,000 bars in a year. Like, but honestly, we had been in talks with them too for a minute. And we um, it was it was like a couple of months. And then they had like fell off for a couple of months. Not only that, but we had ran into like, it was just a really tough time within our business. So mm-hmm. like, it was really kind of being like, we wanted kind of anything that we was going to get. But on top yeah. of that, there was still some benefit to working right. with them with that brand partnership. Um, just knowing that we were going to at least market to 4,000 people and that sure. they were going to do their their part to market us as well. But um that that dollar per bar was was definitely way under and and yeah. we did not even um even after that subscription box deal they wanted to do a consignment deal with us where uh, we would sell their stuff on their online marketplace as well and I think we talked it out for what was it sixty forty I think it was yeah, I, can't, I can't remember the but it was just horrible even the consignment was deal it? was like we they sent they sent us back so like boxes of soap yeah. that we could have sold ourselves mm. so but it was just like it was just something that we wanted to do and try and something we still talking about years later right I don't want people to get kind of like well I, I would never do subscription mm-hmm. box companies or like because the thing is if we didn't do that deal like it wouldn't we wouldn't be where we are today mm-hmm. because literally right after that deal like we start seeing 
our online sales started to like outdo our physical sales. Mm -hmm. And we started seeing reviews come in. We was like, why are these reviews coming in? And people were like, yeah, I found out about you in the Onyx box. And we could see like just increasing traffic and just that summer, it just really started to take off. So that's why we went from 15,000 to 16,000 in that second year because we started to get a bigger following. 15 to 60. 15,000 to 68,000. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that, in that, in that second year. So, but, but go, going back into it, because yeah. it costs you two and some change. Mm-hmm. You sell them for a dollar. Mm-hmm. So you're pretty much paying 4,000 for exposure. Yep. But you didn't account for shipping. Didn't well, account for shipping. Mm-hmm. So, how much did it cost to ship 4,000 like bars of soap? So at the time, and we talked about this, was that I didn't know about third-party logistics and things like that, which you can you could find, you could negotiate and find cheaper deals to ship things. So you were just looking at USPS? I was just looking at USPS, the retail cost of shipping. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, if I put this many in a box, you know, I have to times it by this, so it's going to be like $1,200 a ship. So I was just like, gosh. We didn't have the money. I did not have $1,200 at all at the time. That seemed like so much money to me. So I was like, well, Taryn, we're going to miss the deadline to ship it. What are we going to do? So I was just like, yo, let's drive it there. From? Atlanta to California. To Cali, to L.A. I was like, yo, let's drive it there. Wilshire Boulevard. I was like, yo, (laughs) we don't have any money. I was like, well, let's raise the money. So we literally. And we had to, when was the due date? It was like in a week. Yeah, it was like literally like in a week. was like in a week or so. So I was like, well, let's shoot a video real quick and let's do a GoFundMe. What was the video? Literally I, just me, me in front of Taryn, just like sitting this. there, and we were at his yeah. uh, brother's paint job at the time. Like he was helping his brother with a paint job, and he mm-hmm. had the idea. And he was like, "I'm about to make this video. You right quick, and you just go go in there and just talk." And I literally was just like, "You know, y'all been watching us throughout this whole four thousand bar, and now we gotta take it there. We're gonna drive it there." So yeah. he's like, "If you guys can help us uh, raise money, then we can." Now Quentin, he is just like genius when it comes to like even marketing and all that because even with the GoFundMe, like when we got into it, Quentin was like okay go through and actually like in facebook message different people people that you're probably even having conversation with and let them know about this gofundme and i really think that that helped tremendously like us individually like literally going through there and it wasn't it was like it might have been copy and pasted but we were like legitimately these are people who had conversations with us and so they were actually like responding and they were you know we raised the money and it wasn't cold it was people that like you already already knew them so i was just like yo i wasn't asking for donation i was like can you just share this yep so i was like can you share this and um People did, and we ended up raising four thousand dollars in two days. We wasn't even so expecting that. That that had us. That gave us enough money to rent the vehicle. You know, um, was it rent the vehicle? Gas because mm-hmm. fuel was ridiculous. Because I didn't realize how heavy soap was. Oh my god! Four thousand bars of soap was a thousand pounds. Yes. So you got a thousand pounds on the truck, and the gas was just killing us on the way. So it was uh, food. Vehicle, gas, and a place to stay. And an extra person with us. And it was another person who was to help us with the driving. And then to help us get there and get back. But, uh... Wow. When I say you didn't have no money, so that 4000 was literally all that we had. We, like, we did not have any money. So, like, like she said, that's all we had. And, um, I think just going through that whole experience of just doing all of that really was what taught us, like, just so much. Just resilience. It helped us to scale our production overnight. Because we went from making probably, like... 100 bars in a day to like over 500 bars in a day mm. and we had to do that yes. like overnight shout out to our mentor craig he helped me he helped us to stay up all night to make our own molds showed us how to make molds because we usually were buying our molds he was like yo i, 
I can make this. Yeah. So we stayed up all night. Made Honestly, our own shout out to our whole community at that time because we literally had friends coming over. Like this was nothing we had ever done before. Within six weeks, we had never within our business lifespan yeah, hadn't never. been created for a thousand bars of yeah. soap. So when I tell you, like we were literally like going to sleep at night, like we were up at all mm. night making soap, going to sleep probably for a couple of hours, waking up the next morning, coming back, cutting that same soap wow. that we just made and having yeah. to go back and just like creating batches over and over again. It was like literally like no sleep. My back hurt. My thumbs was hurting. Mm. And then people were coming out helping us though. Like even our family members, um, just friends from that time, they were coming out helping us wrap soap, bevel soap, wow. anything that it took, they were helping us do. That's love. I think the key, but to the whole thing, just to like wrap that up, like the key is that we documented everything. Yes. So when we did ask for the money, people already knew, oh, when we made the announcement when we had the big order. We made the announcement once we started making the order, once we making our molds. So when it was time to ask for money, they were like, oh yeah, we've been seeing y'all work on this project the whole time. So that's key for everybody. Document your journey. Yeah. And we made a hashtag yeah. 4,000 to Cali. Yeah, that's, 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 that's still out there too. I love it. So um, after the subscription box, you're starting to get more sales because the mm-hmm. people that have the box use it and they're like, wow, I love it. Right. So I think one of the principles is have a good product though. Yep. It's not Absolutely. like the core of what you guys do isn't the marketing, the branding, it's like, yo, I have an amazing it's product, product. that's helping people. Yes, it's a great product. Wow. Yes. That blows my mind. Yeah, it is. Every, every time I use this soap, I'm surprised. Like, Why is your soap so amazing? That's what I'm trying to figure out because I know, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to figure out, but no, they're legit. There are a lot of people and we've had other people come to us that say that they've used like other people's soap and one time we had like this older guy, it was like an older white man and this man came to us and he was he called us he said I have to buy more of your soap he said in all of my years of living I don't know how old this man was he said this is the best soap that I've ever used in my life and I'm like what makes a a person just be like this is the best soap that I've ever used in my life I don't know if it's the good vibes because I'm definitely going to make sure that the vibes are always good I can't wait to use the soap now and we want you some too I I can't wait I'm like dang what is all this amazingness with this soap and we don't really use strangely we don't really use other people's soaps it's been a minute um, since we we only used ours so I haven't really even like got to test out and see why but I genuinely see that it's in the product too like like, of course the marketing is great and people have asked so many times like just even when other business owners ask the general question of how do you get return customers and I'll be sitting up there like have a good product like the product Mm -hmm. speaks for itself it's gonna keep people coming back and I know that even when we use our soaps like I'm amazed, like something like the activated charcoal, which was in that subscription box. Like every single time I use that that particular bar of soap, I'm reminded of why. Like, okay, wait, mm-hmm. this is lit. Like this peppermint wow. yeah. is lit up in here for so many reasons. Amazing. I think it's because like it's it's from scratch, mm. so it's it's unref- like unrefined. Like the, our process is called cold process, so it's like the we don't, only thing when we do is just melt the oils down and combine it with the uh, sodium hydroxide. So it's really like no, like we're not cooking the soap. So like all of the nutrients and everything are retained. So it's very moisturizing as opposed right. to like when you say like cooking the soap. I'm not going to say I cooking soap. I wouldn't say cooking soap is bad. Well, no, no. Like cooking soap. Process. I don't think it's the fact that we make it from scratch because there's people that make soap from scratch. Yeah. Some, you, know, you know, in this conversation, it's just so dope, man, because sometimes you're gifted. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you why is <laughs> why is LeBron James the best player in the world? Right. It's, it's hard to explain that. It's hard to explain. Yeah. You know, it, I, I don't know if he's working out more than anybody else or yeah. taking more shots than anybody else or why Steph Curry is the best shooter in the world. Mm. There are some people in the league, I'm sure, 
trying to catch Steph Curry. Like, yo, I'm going to shoot more. And right. I'm, I'm starting to realize, man, that some people, it, it's certain gifts in their hands. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's going to be hard to explain why somebody uses your soap and clear their clears up their eczema, but you see all these other soaps that claim to do the same thing and it just doesn't work as well, mm-hmm. right? So I almost, I'm even more excited for you because you can't explain it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can't right. explain why you're so gifted. You just got to right. experience right. it. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait to use this Absolutely. soap. Absolutely. But that's why I say it's so real. Not only that, but my uncle, he actually um, posted a picture like, a couple of years ago of a family member of mine making soap back in the day. Like this was a black and white wow. newspaper clipping of uh, of my aunt making soap. And I was like, like I'm talking about this mind blown because like I'm like, okay, so this was in my yeah. lineage at some point, like wow. that they were making soap. So that's what I'm saying. Even for me to get a really big book and come across. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black Uh, Voices and influencers from Black Voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black Voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from that suite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And 
everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash socialproof. That's netsuite.com slash socialproof. netsuite.com slash socialproof. Hey, y'all, I ain't going to lie, man. They sent me this Ufi lock. Think about being on the couch. Someone rings the doorbell. Your child left their key at school. And they need you to get off the couch to open the door. Well, you don't have to do it anymore with this Eufy lock. You can open, unlock, see who's at the door all on your phone. It's super easy to install. You can set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It's keyless entry. So it's no more fumbling for your keys when your hands are full coming from the grocery store. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Listen, you put your fingerprint on there. You don't have, even if you got you got your bags, you put one finger out there, boop, you get to unlock your door that way. No battery anxiety. You don't have to worry about the battery dying. Quick charging, it's incredible. Also, passcode unlocking and remote control with a 2K clear sight camera so you can see who's at the front door. You're in control anywhere from the app. Enhanced night vision. It's absolutely incredible. No monthly fee either. So unlike other brands that charge a monthly fee, you have you have uh, recordings locally, and you don't have to pay for the storage. Customer support is on 10. Listen, Ufi is on standby for you 24-7, so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, all backed by our professional customer service team. Listen, you can contact them anytime, telephone, email, or live chat. Okay, listen, you need this Eufy lock. You need to look it up. All you have to do is go to the official website, eufy.com. I just ordered mine, okay? I love this product. It is incredible. It's a game changer. It makes life so much easier, right? So if you have a video doorbell already or any smart lock, it's, 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 it's time to replace it. It's time to replace it. So listen, search Eufy, E-U-F-Y, video lock. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Okay? You can get a complete control of your front door, your life, back door. Incredible. Okay? So search Eufy, E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock. Soap making, I, I've often told people that I don't feel like I've chose soap making. I felt like it was like something that chose me. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't choose soap making, it's right, chose me. Right, I felt me. like that about the thug life. I didn't choose the thug life. It chose thug me. Thug life chose me. Right, right. That's funny. So, so after the subscription box, yeah. they're, they're, they're hitting you back. This would be walking into our third year. Yeah, so now the third year, 2018, mm-hmm. uh, we ended that year at 108,000. Mm. Now, you look, you hear that, we went from 68 to 108. I feel like that's our this, that's been our worst year. Wow. And, and the reason why I say it's our worst year because it's like we were we weren't living with our parents then we were living on our own and that's when I learned that your your personal expenses, expenses will yeah. will will just destroy a business. Because like, like we, you heard it, we went fifteen to sixty eight. 
we're still young. Like yeah. we haven't did anything. Mm-hmm. Like we might have felt like it, but we really hadn't done anything. So you need to be pouring all of that back in. Yeah. I needed to have a. We we really needed to have jobs, we but did. we didn't. Um, we really we was all in. So that's when I was saying, say the personal expenses got in the way, and we still grew. But it was a to me it was a very stagnant year because our Q four of twenty seventeen was better than every quarter of twenty eighteen, mm. which was like it, it just puzzled me. You know what I'm saying? It was puzzling to me. Um, you got anything to say about 2018? Remember that year? 2018. That was um. That was really one of our toughest years. I, all I, when I when I remember those, I remember multiple bank overdrafts, and and I mm. even go back like he yeah. he knows the numbers off the top of the head, and I don't know the numbers off the top of the Man, head. The but the biggest I, year financially is the worst year financially for you. It didn't, oh, yeah, it didn't those feel ones. like because I mean just living in it, it didn't. It was like no, such a struggle. Like it, it was literally like, like such it. a. I mean, the business probably did decent, but yeah, it we, was, we grew, but yeah. personally, it, 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 it was, was like I said, if your Q4 of 2017 was was better than your whole 2018, all those quarters, it's like, what was going on? We were more consistent, I would say, yeah. but it just, we, we didn't, I, I don't oh, think we- Did we do but, we work that year too? That is another thing. That was another we, thing. We spent money on something that we probably shouldn't have spent money on. What's that? Uh, we got a WeWork space with a friend and it just was like, we, we were paying like- Eight nine hundred dollars a month, and we couldn't mm. really utilize. And we weren't even utilizing yeah. it really. We were, we were planning on using it like a pickup location. It was just one of those, just one of those dumb decisions you make in business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you look back on it, and you're just like, yeah, that wasn't the right decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was yeah. not a good That's all decision I can say about first. that one, honestly. Wow. So a hundred and eight thousand. One hundred eight thousand that year. Year three. Okay. So year four. Year four. So we ended year four at two sixty three. 263. So you two and a half times, right? Yeah. So we, so what happened that year was, so at the end of 2018, we had, we were forced to move Dang, out of I our house. I just caught something because you're, you're walking into your fifth year. Like you told me, you're like 10 Xing. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay let's, let's, let's not put the carpet before the horse. Okay. It's year four, good. walk with me. So end of 2018, like October ish, we had to move out of our house that we were in. Remember I told you about the personal expenses was killing oh. us. So we had to move back with my mom. So we had to literally we year four. Yeah. So this yeah. Yeah. In the twenty eighteen, going into twenty nineteen. Well, no, we were still going to stay in that house though. It was just that our landlord. She yeah, wanted our to landlord wanted us to move, wanted to move back. So we the moved universe back. will work some else out. Mm. So we moved back with my mom. So we were in this garage, 300, 400 square feet in a garage, just producing. But what that allowed us to do was just really to stack a lot. Mm-hmm. So January twenty nineteen, we got our first brick and mortar. Yeah. A uh, thousand square feet. We split it off 300 square feet for a physical store, 700 for production. It was a huge step up from being in that garage. Yeah. Um, people remember when we made the post about it, you know, people were very excited for us because mm-hmm. they, they've been seeing us grind through all these years. Um, so that's so the, what contributed to the growth was just having a physical location. Um, what else? Online went up even more. Um, those those sacrifices that we made, like reducing yeah. our overhead. Reducing, and, yeah. I think that was the biggest thing. Reducing sure. that overhead, we was able to hire. Uh, we was able to hire our first employee. Our first employee, and then another employee. We had a grand open for grand opening for the for the uh, brick and mortar, which was amazing. Um, so I think we were just we had um, we had the space. You know, we had that space where people can pull up and purchase, and we still were doing online. So mm-hmm. online and physical at the same time contributed to that two sixty three type of year. Mm-hmm. Also. I'm working with, uh, we had worked with, uh, our, our shout out to our friend Isaiah, a suave eyewear. Um, he came on and worked with us as a strategist. Mm-hmm. So he was really helping us to like, he, he, he noticed that we did a lot of documenting. So we right, documented right. a lot of our journey. But he was like, you know, you guys don't, you do so much documenting, you don't really do too much content about your product. Mm-hmm. 
you know. So and it was just like you're right. So then we started doing right. after hours. Yeah, we introduced like a show where she would talk about the product and talk mm-hmm. about different skin things, um, skincare in general. Um, so that helped out and just really just a focus on just. I guess more right hooks. Yeah, you know we did yeah, a little bit yeah, more right yeah, hooks. Yeah, yeah. You know, cause we we are very humble people, but I think we we probably did a little bit more right hooks that year. So right, right, right. So as opposed to just jabbing people, like yeah, just 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 documenting this journey, this couple yeah. or whatnot. We were like, all right, let's do a couple more right hooks. Cause he was like, yo, like y'all deserve it. Like yeah. do some more right hooks. Yeah. And we introduced a customer appreciation month that year, yeah. so that that helped out. We introduced a lot more SKUs. So that that and that helped us um, from our audience skews, just more product. Yeah, more product. We just introduced more product, more more products that were complementary to what we were doing. So we were already doing bar soap. I think we introduced uh, facial wash and the facial serums and the body oh, and oil. The, um, were we doing work- workshops? So I think we were doing workshops. I think in we the did. Store. I think we did a little did, bit before. A um, oh, you talking about that year? Yeah, we you did probably a couple, couple workshops. So I think just a, just all of that just contributed to you know mm-hmm. two sixty three, which was. We were extremely happy. I think yeah. we did. I think we did a hundred k in Q four twenty nineteen. So yeah. we were like, you know, great job. We were happy. You know, a hundred k in Q four. Like we're like, man, next year is going to be amazing because usually Q four will kind of give you that snapshot into like the next year. Mm. It'll kind of like you know, you kind of set your budgets a little bit kind of off mm. that Q four. So if we did hundred k in Q four twenty nineteen, I was just like. Well, 2020 is going to be like... 4,000. We were projecting to do like 600,000 in, in this year. Mm. That's what we were projecting. And I was like, yo, this is going to be a great year. 263 to 600K. Like, it's an amazing year. Like, yeah. but we weren't ready for what was about to happen. Man. So, but, but walk, walk me through how we went from um, 100 to 263, right? Mm. So what are some of the strategies that you use to, you know... Two and a half times. I know I need to yeah. show, but like, was there anything where you run ads, anything like that? So no, we we were we barely ran ads. We didn't start running ads till twenty twenty, really. So really? we were we were barely running ads. It was it was purely organic, like email marketing, a lot of email. So I'm, I'm very heavy with email, which was I was using Mailchimp, and I switched to Clavio, which was like probably the second half of the year. Um, so I was steadily emailing people. I emailed very consistently. Mm. Right, like two or three times a week, I was emailing. You know, so part of it is having a good product and still being around to sell the product. Still to the being around to sell it, um, waiting, for, waiting for the word of mouth to continue to spread. Right, right, it just organically. Like, like, like I said, we was collecting our data. We had the pixel installed. Um, we weren't using SMS. Um, I think that we were just continuing to just do the things that we've been doing consistently. Yeah, you know, and and sometimes when I think when you're on your journey, you might think those things are boring. But it's just a matter of just continue to just do it. Just yeah. continue. You, it'll, it, you'll reach this point where like it'll just or whatnot. But I didn't know at that time. But I mean, 100K to, to 263, again, I'm ex- I was extremely yeah, happy. Sure. Like, 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 like I'm, I'm, I'm extremely happy. And like one thing about us is that we never kind of like compared ourselves to like other businesses out here. You know, we we didn't even know what other businesses were like doing. We really didn't. Yeah. We didn't like we didn't even know what we were doing if it was good. Mm. Cause we hadn't discussed numbers with anybody. I, I didn't know who to discuss the numbers with. Right. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what other people are doing. I don't know if they, somebody will look at me and just laugh and be like, two sixty three. What is that? Like that's mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. So like we were very just green, I guess, in this whole like numbers and stuff like that. Yeah. So you think you're gonna do six hundred thousand? Walk me through 2020. Oof. So 2020. So at the end of 2019, you know, we we finished that Q we finished Q4 in 2019 with 100k in that quarter. 
So we said to ourselves, all right, let's really focus on and really investing into more content. So we hired a videographer. Mm-hmm. Um, we were like, yo, we want to run ads consistently with a budget every month. So we hired, I had, I had a friend that was in the paid marketing space, paid advertising space. So I was like, let's focus on that. And that's what that's how we started off 2020 was consistent, more consistent content and budget for ads. So we started off January. I think we had ended up doing like 30K in January mm. for the month. And then that next month, we ended up growing 30%. And we was like, it was at 38K. February. Yeah, in February. So we were like, all right, we started why, why? Why? Why do we, because we increased, we probably increased our ad budget just a little bit gotcha. to follow a month, just a little bit, not mm-hmm. too much. Because we were like, we were going to incrementally just do this all year. Because right. again, our goal is 600K. So we're like, all right, we'll be hitting those 50K months by the summer. So COVID. COVID hits, and March, we end up hitting 63K. And that was just simply from, I don't know if you remember when COVID hit, and, and on the radio, they're like, hey, stock up. Stock up. Yeah. Stock oh, up. Oh, yeah, like crazy. yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember, it was in limbo. It was in limbo. It was like, yo, we don't know. We didn't, we didn't know. Nobody knew if we were going to shut down or not. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Yeah, the whole toilet paper. So yeah, crazy. toilet like, yo, paper. All the essentials. Yes, yeah, all the essentials. So they start stocking up. So mm-hmm. we had our brick and mortar. It was still going and open. So we so we just start seeing like this influx of people coming in the store stocking up, online orders stocking up, and we barely had even increased any ad spend either. So this was just happening just like, mm. just, just because of the climate of what we were in. Yeah. And so we went 63K in March. Uh, what happened in uh, April? We hit 100K. Mm. And then. There's a party. You're selling yeah. 100,000 in one month. And again, remember, we didn't even have that many. We didn't, we didn't, we weren't at 30 employees yet. I think around that time we were at like three or four. I think yeah. like three or four. Yeah, driving like is crazy, I know. Yeah. yeah. I know, they stressed. I know, oh. you're stressed too. Oh. oh, the stress was ridiculous. The stress was, talk about your stress. <laughs> <laughs> the stress was really ridiculous just because um, during that time, I guess everybody's at home, they're ordering a lot, but even I was talking about this with Kayla the other day. Kayla was like, remember when we used to fulfill orders, all the orders that came in our queue in a day? And I was like, yeah. yeah. And like, we thought we did something. We mm. was like, we good at them. She was like, now look at us now. Like, right. it's just, you know, weeks or a couple weeks out. But it was just like people. So now that we're kind of like more a couple weeks out, you start to get a lot of people that are getting like frustrated and just really dealing with those customers that have always loved you for mm. doing great. But yeah. now you're like not on point with them. Wow. So it was really stressful to kind of like maintain that. That, that mental balance of like growing, kind of growing really fast too. So much going on, having to take on so much pressure and so much responsibility yeah. and then still, you know, having to be accountable for making sure that your your product is quality and making sure that your customers are getting it in a... How do you, how do you manage that part though? Because, mm. I mean, now you're making it faster mm-hmm. where quality could be a risk. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because we've always, well, we still always had like a decent team, a decent team that was able to help. Um, Our quality pretty much stayed up for the most part, but you just had to do your part on customer service. Um, Us hiring somebody to bring on for customer service helped tremendously because it was starting to be a lot with having to maintain that quality, having to make sure that all was well, and then having to talk to the customers and, you know, trying to fix whatever. Because really over this summer, what we did have a lot of issues with was that quality, like orders being messed up, just because there was so much like, chaos going on yeah. so even just with that that kind of showed just in our order mm-hmm. system as well um, mm-hmm. and so once we were able to kind of like get that underway it helped tremendously but we just had to put those people in, in the mm-hmm. correct places had to delegate um, and that helped 
that helped. But prior to that, it was kind of like, how am I going to do this? Like, even one time a, a lady called, um, and she was mad, I guess, about it taking forever and my mom like was sitting right there and she just had known like everything that we had been going through like my mom took it upon herself to like get on the phone and she's trying to explain to the customer the customer don't care she's like I gotta have my own business yeah she's like the lady she left a review (laughs) we got our first we got our first one star Google review (laughs) during the summer like you know we're disappointing people so it was was really hard for me because I was just so used to being like yeah this good business always hearing good feedback and just yeah. always like making people proud and then yeah. it was starting to weigh down on me because yeah. now I'm disappointing customers yeah. all of a sudden yeah. not on yeah. purpose right I was I was <laughs> definitely like I was because I was there beside her the whole time and it was days when she was breaking down and I'm like I gotta be there for her and just it be strong but the thing is like it could have been bad it could have been bad but what it what like going through all of that taught me was just like a couple things real I, I heard this term the other day on Gary V called real time marketing mm-hmm. where like we were literally doing real-time marketing where, like, we would make a quick video of, like, hey, the shipping time is this, and we're giving them updates, and we're letting mm-hmm. them know what's going on. Like, hey, COVID is happening. Mm-hmm. Protests are happening. So everyone's supporting black businesses right now. Mm-hmm. And, like, all of you are ordering from us, so, like, it's going to be four to six weeks to get your order. We and were like, over-communicating. He was even showing um, yeah. when we, in June, when he had got our highest amount of orders. Oh, yeah. Like, he just posted it on I Instagram. Like, y'all orders, need to see. The order increase. <laughs> I showed him, like, what the order, and people were like, Oh, oh wow. yeah. Oh, like, like oh, <laughs> I, show them, yeah. Yeah, like like I see why like y'all are going like because we were literally doubling every, like so my bad y'all. I, I, um, so April was 100k, then May we went to 200k, and then mm. June we went to 300k. Mm. So it's like June was. I, when I say I was crazy. this close to shutting down everything, <laughs> <He> was. <laughs> I was literally every day I was consulting with people like, yo, should I shut it down? Should I not? And then my friend that that ran a, a restaurant business was like, yo, when I had a restaurant and it get real busy, you can't shut down. Mm. He's like, you can't shut down. So I'm like, I can't shut down? Like, so we never shut down. I'm glad we didn't because what it, what it allowed us to do was continue to bring in all of that revenue that we were getting. And that's what allowed us to grow. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to take out a loan, all that type of stuff, yeah. because we were selling way too much. Mm-hmm. So that gave us the capital to get a warehouse that we needed like really quickly. It allowed us to hire at scale. You know, we were able to increase our staff, you know, a lot, which mm-hmm. which it did come with a lot of like pitfalls and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, had to fire some friends. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, because I know at this point yes. you grow like this, you're grabbing, grabbing human anybody. beings. Yes. Like, anybody. Yo, you got hands? Let's go. Anybody. And so many people that came. The thing is, is like you know, orders were getting messed up yes. and. You know, just because, I mean, everything's happening so fast. Like, we literally changed that fast. And we had to change buildings in the midst of it. So That was really tough, Moving too. a business in the midst of all of this, like, was the most stressful thing mm-hmm. ever. I legit like, think some orders had got lost, too, in the midst of us lost. missing. Because, I mean, in the midst of us yes, moving. Because people were sending us messages like, hey, I saw y'all printed out my order, but I never got it. It was, like, in June. I was like, did these orders? Because right the day, like literally the day that we moved, we tried to make sure we had got done like with all the, orders. all the orders that we could get done with, like literally that day. And then we moved, we packed up everything real quick because we was like, we got like two days to get this done because right. we got to keep continue operations. And it was just, it was ridiculous. I was like, oh my God. We, we ended up finding like a stack of orders like this big, like in, in, the, the, drawer. in the drawer, like a couple Printed. months. Yeah, a couple, couple months wow. later and we were like, I was like, hold on now. Who had this in the drawer and never told us about it? Like, but I, I didn't. I didn't trip or whatnot. Oof, I think wow. we ended up getting them out, but I did find like this stack of orders or whatnot. But wow, just growing like that fast could, could be detrimental for a yeah. business. And like when I say like it, it almost was. But again, I think that 
by us just over communicating. Like we were sending so many emails and so many videos. Um, we were running a lot of retargeting videos of just showing like our process so people can understand what the process is. Because the thing is, people don't know that soap has to cure yeah. for a few weeks when you make it. So it's not like you make soap and it's just ready. And it's sending out right then. I think people were thinking yeah. we were Amazon. I was right. like, no. You make, and even Amazon went through problems. How long does it COVID. take for it to cure? Three to four weeks. Three to four weeks. Three to four weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but even in, earlier in, on in the business, we had to always figure out how to function with that. Like knowing that we got this th three to four week period and it's mm -hmm. like, okay, how do we continue to you know, scale and continue to produce mm -hmm. so that we're not making, because we did in the beginning, we would have like pre-orders. People had to wait until the specific time mm -hmm. when the soap was ready. And we were like, we wow. didn't want to have to deal with that anymore. Mm -hmm. Goodness gracious. Yeah, so I, I, I can see the problem. Because mm -hmm. not just make more right now, you yeah. make more so that you'll have some later. Right. And you got to gauge right. how many orders you could quite possibly sell in three to four weeks. That's different. Absolutely. And you got to have the hands to create the soap, yeah. the hands to get the orders out, and then the hands to process all of the product yeah. that you got to make. So it was like, it was a lot. Amazing. Yeah. On top of marketing. I just want to <laughs> say, like, I'm super proud of y'all, though. Man, I appreciate Thank that. You. We like, made it I, I can imagine, you know, being so successful that you want to quit. <laughs> this too much. Bro, like, I don't even sound right, right? Too much. Hey, the crazy thing is that I'm a person that never, I like, you know how as men we never cry or whatnot? Oh. We went out of town to Portland like one weekend, just just like we just had to get away. And like I went on the back porch and like something came upon me where I just broke down just crying like super hard. But it was like it wasn't a cry like I was sad. It was just like this pressure. It was, it was like a pressure that I felt on me. It was just like and I just like it like it just came down. And like after I cried, it was just like, ah, man, that, that felt really good. Mm -hmm. Like, it was almost something, something in me that was just telling me, just let it he go. He probably like, needed, because I cried several times throughout it, and he yeah. didn't cry not never, once. So never, I think it was right. like a, I was just, it was a lot. Yeah, I was just taking it in. But like, when I say like, I try to tell people now, like, be careful what you ask for, because yeah. before all of this happened, I told myself, I said, yo, man, we need another 4,000 bar type of moment mm -hmm. that's going to stretch us to grow. Mm -hmm. And what happened? Literally, it happened. Wow. And it like it happened in a way that was just like, whoa! And and the crazy thing is that we could have even we could have did even better during all the time. Yeah. The fact that we were backed up, which probably decreased conversion a little bit, even though we end up doing like three hundred thousand in a month. But we weren't we we we, we totally abandoned our email marketing. Mm. The thing that got us to where we were, yeah. we totally abandoned it because the thing is, every time I sent the email. People were responding like, were where's, my order? Where's, yeah. my "Where's my order?" So I can't even do no email marketing. We can barely do videos. I we can... did a video, and people were like, "Why y'all making videos?" And y'all should be getting my order. I was like, "What the hell?" Oh, we can't even. We can't even market. Like we couldn't Yo. even market. Like, that's funny. It was funny. That's our people, though, boy. That's that's our people. People. I love. I, but you know what? Though? I love you our people. You gotta love us, bro. You gotta we, love them because we'll keep us on. Yes. We'll keep us on our toes. We show. Absolutely, we show. absolutely. And I appreciate really like out there shopping. Y'all on vacation for order. Oh, wasn't no showing those? Oh, no, nah, we was never showing that. <laughs> but I appreciate our customers, especially the ones that were with us from day one, mm. for really sticking it out with us. Like, yeah. when I say that, like, people could have literally, and we probably did lose customers during that time, but, like, that's why last month in October, we did Customer Appreciation mm -hmm. Month again, and we did free shipping for that entire month. Mm. Just to say, yo, we sorry, you know, because we messed up all year long. You guys were paying for priority shipping. You were getting it six weeks after you ordered and stuff. So we were just like, we know it's going to cost us, you know what I'm saying? But this is a cost that we're willing to just, you know, we, we, we might as well pay for this because you mm. guys literally funded all of this growth that happened. Mm. So we're going to give you free shipping for this entire month. So with, with 
I, I think you guys are super easy to um, to support. Mm-hmm. You make it really, really easy to support because you got, for one, it didn't start as no big genius business idea where I can make a lot of money. You're like, yo, right. I'm trying to do what's right. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? For the community. And then as you're growing, you're just, and you're super humble, like mm-hmm. just running a seven figure business, experiencing massive growth. Right. And I don't, I don't even get like one ounce of arrogance or anything from y'all. So I want to say thank y'all for being the CEO that doesn't have the CEO air. Mm. It's like, yo, I just want to continue to serve and make sure people are happy. Absolutely. As if the the, the money doesn't even affect us. You know what I mean? Right, right. So that's awesome, man. You know, and and we got it. And the thing is like, I feel like we have to be like that just because like, especially, especially now when we're around our employees, like, it's kind of weird to be around our employees now because it's just like they see the growth and you like seem like the homeboy. You don't seem like the, no, you know what I'm saying? I, I am. That's like I, my man too. Like, I am the nice guy. The like I, I'm not the person that's going to fire you. Right. Her mom is the person that's going <laughs> to fire and you. And I'm yeah. going to be the person that's going to fire and you. She's going to be the person. Yes. So I'm like, and that's the thing. Like I'm walking around my employees and like they kind of look at us kind of differently. Mm-hmm. And like it's just my, our siblings who work there said it. They be hearing comments from the. They be like, "Well, at least I'm not like the. I'm not the owner's sister, so I can't do." I be like, "What the hell? Like everybody think y'all got everybody got something going on." So I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it, it, but it, but this was a whole humbling experience, man. Like, but I wouldn't trade it in for nothing. Like, yeah, for I'm sure. I'm my, I'm thankful to be able to like tell it mm-hmm. and to like show people like, yo, be careful what you ask for. If you if you really do want like this seven figure business, just be prepared for it. Like, set your systems up now. You know what I'm saying? Get prepared now as if it's going to come next year or whatnot. Because when it comes, you want to be able to make sure that you can handle it and you can, you know, you can you can really just, you know, benefit from going viral. Because I'm pretty sure you've seen people go viral and not be able to, like, really benefit, benefit from it. For sure, you know? for sure. How has the growth or the business affected your marriage? I think that... I think it's actually it's been, been good. Really good. It's been good. The times that were hard for us was when our finances were um, tough. But the so far, years. yeah, the yeah, earlier the years. Early but honestly, years. I think like us moving back in with his parents, um, the time that we did, that helped us tremendously to kind of rebuild again, to kind of like take some stress off of our marriage and kind of be able to focus on the business. And then like we, when we, you know, moved out of his parents' house, like we were still in a good place. And so even when this, when that really stressful time kind of came on, we had each other to rely on. That actually helped us be stronger because mm-hmm. not uh, not a lot of people understood the stress that we were mm-hmm. under other than yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, we were able to lean lean on each other. Mm-hmm. Some days she would be feeling it. Some days I might be feeling it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the time when I said I cried in Portland, she was there to like, you know, console me or whatnot to be like, you know, it's okay. You're good. Like, we're going to make it. Like, which was mm-hmm. which was really big, especially for like black men because black men never like show emotions mm-hmm. and sure. we just like, we good, we good. But, you know, I really wasn't good. You know what I'm saying? But I'm thankful But he that, had to hold, you were holding yeah, it up the Yeah, I was, you know, time. he had to hold it down, but. Have you cried since then? No, I haven't. You don't, don't cry that much, so that's why I was like, I haven't cried since then because the thing is now, and again, shout out to my boy Isaiah, he really has like helped me to like to understand like this is the new norm for you. Yeah. This is like the new norm now. So like get used to that. Act like it. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta operate a totally different way now. Like invoices are totally different. Our bills are totally different to like the bills for the business yeah. and whatnot. Cause I had to get used to that. Like at the beginning of this stuff, when we were going from like sixty to a hundred thousand, the beginning of this year, mm-hmm. the invoices started to get a little bit bigger, and I would I would be looking at it like, is this right? I don't want to let the money like go. like. <laughs> am I supposed to be buying more now? 
Like yeah, Quinn, you doubled in revenue, so like, you gotta uh, you gotta double you gotta what you've been buying. Mm-hmm. And I had to get used to that. When we went to the warehouse, and a guy gave me a quote for the floor, and I was just like, he, he gave me a quote for like twelve thousand dollars. I was just like, I can't even imagine my mind paying for <laughs> something like that. But it's like you're not in that same space you were in. You want a totally different space, and you can't afford to spend that amount of money to get your floor done or whatnot. So I, I had to get used to that just from a money perspective, mm. which. I don't know if I've ever heard any anybody really speak about just getting used to just the money aspect of just different invoices and spending yeah. just different amounts of money that you weren't used sure. to spending. Has your lifestyle increased at all? Our lifestyle, the only the only thing that probably increased with our lifestyle, so before all of this happened in uh, 2019, we moved out of my mom's house. Mm-hmm. So we were still doing 30K a month and we were living with my mom. Stacking them. We still were living with my mom. So we ended up getting us an apartment and me and Taryn, we only have one vehicle that we share. So, so we ended up getting a vehicle. But even when we got yeah. the apartment, I was nervous because I was like, before we had moved to his parents' house, like we had been living on our own in that house, just dealing with the business. And we dealt with a lot of like, you know, it was hard to pay the bills. It was hard right. to pay the rent. It was harder to keep money in our account. So I was like nervous when we even yeah. moved into our apartment earlier this year. And I was like, I was like, are we going to be able to like maintain right. everything? Right, right, like, right. So all's been well. That's yeah. why we don't try to take on like too much more than than yeah. we need either. So now our lifestyle literally <clears throat> has not went up. Like all of we are all money into the business because mm-hmm. we want this business to take care of us for the long haul. So like I'm, I want to hire. Yeah. I'm telling her mother, her mother in law is the uh, my mother in law, Taryn's mother, <laughs> is the person in charge of hiring. I'm like keep hiring, keep hiring because mm-hmm. when. Especially going through Q4, like a lot of things are is getting busier. I'm like, yo, I don't want to go into a situation like we were in. So yeah. continue to hire, continue to hire. Like, and people drop off; they be having their own people, things going and people in their life. They come too, and go, so. so that's why I'm like, continue to hire. This mm-hmm. is all. This is a norm now. Every time I would think that we would get to a point where you could stop hiring, you got to continue to hire. Somebody yeah. quit. Somebody get fired. Mm-hmm. So you always have to be in the process of interviewing people and hiring people. Wow, wow. All right. Well, I, 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 I think this story is really important and, and then it's like like some fairy book stuff the fairy yeah. tale stuff y'all got going on like y'all, y'all just seem like the most beautiful couple and y'all building a business together and kind of balancing out each other's strengths so I yeah. think that is like really amazing Appreciate so I, I would love for um, you to kind of just um, give some advice or uh, for somebody that wants to get into the field that you're in right now mm-hmm. what is the secret sauce you want to go first? Mm-hmm. Um, like I was saying earlier um, today, I feel like the secret sauce is, is definitely um, just being a master of your craft, essentially um, learning what you can. Do you study and, often? Are you like, are you, are you like, how, how how deep into your craft are you? Oh, I study often. Like he gets tired. Yes. Of, like I buy herb books all day. He's like he's like don't all the herb books say the same thing? I said it probably does, but I mean it's just <laughs> always buying books. It's repetitive it's information. Yeah, I, yeah, I appreciate repetitive information sure. because it's so much information to take in that um, just constantly hearing it. Of, of course, it just sticks at some point, and yeah. sometimes it connects in other ways at different points than mm. maybe when you were reading it right then and there. So um, for me, it's always becoming a master of my craft. Like even now. I know so much about like soap making, but there's still always so many more things to learn. Mm. Um, so that way you can help others and just be informative and be a light unto them. Um, and then as well, just creating a good product. When you research and you're, you know, looking into other things and you 
genuinely want to create a good product for people to be able to use. Um, so within our field of creating beauty care products, I would definitely say like have a good product, make sure that it's aesthetically pleasing and just kind of know like what people are looking for. Um, one of the things that was big for us is uh, our, so- our two of our soaps, the activated charcoal and the tea tree and turmeric. And that was just a result of like early on in the business looking and noticing that activated charcoal and turmeric were two really popular ingredients within mm-hmm. the beauty industry. So it's kind of like just researching and yeah. knowing and then find your gold yeah. from there. I love it. Yeah, she reads extremely a lot. Like I'm all, I'm literally I'm not I'm not gonna say I'd be mad, but I'm like she got a package at the door every other day of a book. And I'm like, geez, bro, like you, you got so many books, but nah, it's it's really a good thing because a lot of people don't read books anymore. Yeah. You know? What's um, your secret sauce? So the secret I would say, aside from what you said, um, honestly, document. Like document your journey. Like a lot of people are always struggling to life. What do I post? But one of the things that I've always relied on was just documenting our journey and just showing the world what we were working on from the day one, from day one all the way to, and we still do. So, and I think that in the future, I'm probably going to want to like compile all this content together for like a documentary or something like that. And that's going to be, how valuable would that be if like one of the greatest entrepreneurs out here, like, like Tesla, uh, Elon Musk like documented his journey from for the sure, beginning. Like sure. that would be very valuable for all of us to look at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I encourage people to do. Document your journey, man. Like yeah. that's how people get to know who you are. Mm-hmm. Once people get to know who you are, then you know they can you know the like no trust factor, yeah. you know. That are that kicks in. Yeah. You know, and you and you literally build your personal brand with the business brand mm-hmm. if you do that. Yeah, for sure. So one, I want to say uh, thank y'all for coming to the show, man. This is, uh, I'm super inspired. I'm actually uh, partnered with a guy about in the arts and crafts space, like with these, uh, like epoxies and stuff like that. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. I'm excited. I feel like a kid again. Like like I'm supporting. I'm supporting that. I I clicked the button to support on that one. Yeah, because you'd have been on the screenshot today. Oh yeah. Somebody, somebody put the other one, and you were like, "Who did?" It was like twelve people. I screenshot all of them. Dessert. Who are these animals? All right. Um, so one, I want I want to say thank y'all, and um, uh, I guess let everybody know uh, where they can find you. you okay. I mean? So you can find uh, our business page, Urban Eden at Urban Eden, spelled like herb H E R B N and then E D E N, like the Garden of Eden. Um, you can follow. You, you want to plug in? Actually, I'll plug in my other page. My other page is uh, Produce for Yourself. That's just like my. Kind of like my entrepreneurial page, like where I kind of go behind the scenes of how I run my company. Um, just kind of like just just being trans, just being transparent as to like what we, you know, kind of everything we talked about, but even a little bit deeper. That's dope. So, um, and produce for yourself, number four. Oh yes, produce the number produce four yourself. yourself. I always be plugging him in because he puts some really great information on there, and he got a Patreon too. With yeah, that, <laughs> I forgot about that too. I um, but my my personal Instagram is Taryn T E R R A N Lewis L E W I S at Taryn Lewis on, on Instagram. We also have a website, www.urbaneeden.com. If you want to catch our journey um, since we've been in the house, since we've been in the garage and in the store, YouTube. you can check out our YouTube channel. It's Urban it. Eden as well. Um, do we have any? We got Facebook. We got Facebook as well. We TikTok. have Urban Eden. We have TikTok as well. Yeah, Urban you could, Eden. You could just Google so Urban Eden and find a, a plethora of content to just binge on. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Well, like, go uh, get some get some deep quotes together okay because I'm gonna ask y'all to close this out real strong and well actually before I do that I like to make predictions on the podcast okay okay and I like to know where you see yourself in the next five to ten years so that we can watch this five to ten years from now and say whoa 
they said they were going to do it, and look, they actually did it. So, where do you see yourself? I guess you can be go individually. Yeah. Where do you see yourself five to ten years from now? Not as a business, but individually, both. <clears throat> so, well, as a business, I see us, you know, continuing to grow, build upon what happened. Now, I think COVID is going to be like that moment where, like, it really like spawned us, you know, forward. So, I see us like forty thousand square foot warehouse. Um, you know, distribution, all that type of stuff. Um, a, a big, I want to take one of my, my uh, Isaiah's words. He said, a direct-to-consumer titan. Mm. I want to see us as a direct-to-consumer titan. I like when he said that. Yeah. And then individually for myself, you know, continue to just learn and build, and you know, within Urban Eden. But also, I'm inspired by you, just, just the fact that you like to just help people. And I think that I, I kind of like to do the same. I just like to help people, you know, so many, especially in our community, like it's not many examples for us to really look at. So I want to be an example of like, yo, you can do it. You know what I'm saying? And I'll show you, I will, you know, give you the behind the scenes of like how it was done because I want you to just know that it's it's possible for it yeah. to get done, you know? Because yeah. that's, that's big. Me watching you do it, you know, Thank I think you. that gave me inspiration to be like, huh, so I guess I can do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Thank you. I think seeing people helps you, helps you to, uh, you know, believe in yourself. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yes, ma'am. Five to ten years. Five to ten years. Five to ten. What you say? All right. So, ain't no little babies in here nowhere. What we doing? He's not gonna mention it. I'm gonna mention it. your time is up. Your time is up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna speak fast. Speak fast, please. All right. Yeah, you did. Because even with the business, that's definitely where I see myself. Um, of course, our end goal for um, not end goal, but our overall goal for Urban Eden was to be a household name. So I just Mm. continue. I just want to continue. There's so many households out there. So I just want to continue to grow within that within that household space. Um, and just more people knowing about us, possibly doing. Doing some wholesale as well so that we can, you know, just continue to spread the word more about Urban Eden. Um, personally, of course, within five to ten years, um, we really wanted to build up the team so that we can work on starting a family because uh, we're about to be 30 next year. 30 so next year, yeah. definitely within that 30 to 40 range, we want to work on um, starting a family and definitely having some land and adult Absolutely. house and just kind of just setting ourselves up, kind of <clears throat> letting our labor of love in our mm. 20s trying to enjoy that a little bit more in our, yeah. our 30s and keep on grinding so we're not selling within the next 10 I don't know about that's the next a, 10 that's the a way he smiled though the way he's like ah oh, you know what the thing I mean, is we, if the opportunity I, I can't I can't say no yeah. but it's not something that you see or plan for not currently not in the next 5 but who knows maybe, maybe not in, not 10. in the next 5 Mm-mm. but possibly 10 Maybe. I mean, I can't say no. Yeah, I don't want to be that person that be like, I'll never sell. Right, I don't right. want to be that person. And then when you do it and people play back your clips of like, see, you said right <laughs> here. What you said? You said it right here. <laughs> he they, said he'll never sell. He'll never sell. <laughs> Amazon yeah, came with that check. Whole Foods <laughs> came with that, that 100 million. He like, right. oh. And, I and said, rethink. Uh, right. <laughs> but I don't want to say never because the thing is, it's like, you know, Supreme just sold for like one something billion. Did they? Supreme? Ooh. I bet they did. Wow. Okay. To who? Billion. Um, the company that makes, uh, I'll tell you right now. Yep, they just sold for a billion dollars, yo. Wow. Supreme That's crazy. Good, Supreme is, is looks exclusive. And they've been, they've, been, they've been grinding for a minute, okay. right? Okay. Sold for 2.1 billion. Wow. Supreme Streetwear with 12 stores. And a cultist following is being sold to the parent company of Vans and Timberland in oh. a deal that val- valued the apparel maker at roughly $2.1 billion, wow. including debt. Wow. Woof. Wow. 2.1 just, just billion. Just like 
again, hearing things like that, like yeah. it goes into my head. And I'm like, okay, it makes you want to invest. Like, y'all like, take investors. Y'all take investors. I like shares. You know what? Crazy thing is, like, I, I believe that that is a, a direction that we might go because I mean, I feel like it's a window of opportunity, yeah. and I think that we need to attack it. You know, yeah. especially now, like. Especially for black businesses right now, I think yeah. this is the time to hit the gas. Just let me know. I got a couple dollars. Absolutely. I got some on it. I know Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, like, uh, thank y'all for coming, man. I mean, uh, this, this episode is sponsored always by The Morning Meetup, the only, the only community that meets every single day to help you start, grow, and scale your business. As an entrepreneur, themorningmeetup.com. We have... Um, a couple hundred people. We join every single morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time um, with different special guests. A lot of the guests that are on the podcast. I'm going to need y'all on the podcast. Absolutely. I mean, not the podcast on my morning meetup. Oh, absolutely. As guest speakers. Absolutely. So um, we have awesome guests on, um, like just featured guests. So actually this month we're on content creation. Next month, mm-hmm. I don't know what we'll be doing. I think we're going to be uh, focused on like knowing your numbers. And every single month we have a different theme. So um, make sure you join the morning meetup. Dot com. Okay, so I'm gonna have y'all close this out again. Thank you. I just want to say thank you for myself. I learned a whole lot, and on behalf of the person that's in their house with like a with an idea, Absolutely. and they feel like it's a, a labor of love. And I just want to give them encouragement. Mm-hmm. If you walk in excellence in that thing and you make mm-hmm. a dope product, you never know where it's going to lead. Absolutely. So, um, y'all close this out. Give us a, a word. Who want to start? I can start. All right, let's do it. Just like a quote, anything. I mean, just give me some words to live by. Man, so I say that this is one of my favorite ones, which is build your garden before you build your house. And that's the statement that's that like stuck with me through my twenties of just like your garden is like your your business, something that's gonna feed you. Your garden feeds you. Build that before you build your house, which is you know, a lot of times we can't control that, but like build something that's gonna feed you and then next thing is build your house, which is your family and things like that. So wow. that's a proverb actually. I'm mad, I'm yeah. mad at it. Let's that's with the proverbs. Um my only thing that I would say, my biggest thing is be yourself, pretty much. Be authentic, be yourself, and if you need to find out what that is, spend time with yourself. Reflect, internal reflection. Um, just take that time to just constantly work on self, build yourself up, and um, yeah, inspire and be a light to others. You can't close it out no stronger than that. Thank y'all so much for uh, being on the show. Make sure y'all follow them on all their social media, okay? If they said something that you really like, just send them a DM. Like, yo, I, Taryn, I, I like what you said. Or, yo, please, um, uh, uh, you know, whatever you, whatever you, just send me a link to your product. I want to support because you helped mm-hmm. me. So um, we all like to be talked to. We all like that communication. So just hit them up in the DM. I- when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.